Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City. I'm broadcasting today from the bright red desk on the Upper East Side of Manhattan on an overcast and gray Sunday uh, here in New York, uh, November 15th. This is the show. Uh, I have my cat near the phone, so if you get a high-pitched beep, it's Max being a pest. He's a wonderful pest, but he's a pest these days. And you don't like coffee, but there you go. You can go look at it. I brought some coffee out, and he's like, oh, is that something for me? And I'm like, no, not sharing my coffee with you. Not that you even like coffee. So um, at any rate, it is a forward motion time, full steam ahead. We had a nice new moon last night in Scorpio at 23, sextiling the... um, uh, sextiling the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. I will be, you know, people wrote and said, new, new moon, uh, this week just got away from me. So we're having a new moon webinar tonight at 7.30. Information to sign up on my Facebook and information to sign up on my website. Um, and I do encourage you to do a new moon ritual on this new moon uh, because everybody's moving forward at long last. Mars went direct uh, Friday. Jupiter and Saturn met up for their third and final time, and they're splitting up now and Jupiter's heading off to meet up with Saturn, driving off into Aquarius. So we're moving forward. Uh, And I know it still feels like we're not, because Mars has stopped. He's at the same degree until November 24th. He's basically stopped at 15. So he's feeling like, oh, 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 I'm moving. But he's moving. He is. He's moving direct, honestly, honestly, honestly. He's just really slowly moving direct you know and and uh and so that's the important thing because he did he did station to go direct on friday at 15 he still is in the degree of 15 though until november 24th and we are going to feel like okay inch by inch step by step mile by mile you know that that old song slowly i turn you know um so mars finally moving direct and but he's back at july 25th so he's tracing back the things that went on then and uh, what brought up what that brought up for you? And now he's going to go through July 25th till September 9th when he's stationed to go retrograde, right? So, but he does that through now through the end of December. So we're at past three, but because he is moving forward, we're going to really feel like, oh, okay. And we know Saturn's moving forward, and we know Jupiter just met Pluto on Thursday. And I know, uh, you know, I had, I do a podcast with the astrology hub folks and, you know, she always has me do a gradient scale and I said, it's going to be a 50. And I, on Thursday, uh, you know, I was, Mars was stopped and Jupiter and Pluto were meeting and I just was like, it is so heavy. And so I was like, I, I, I don't have the energy to read clients. So I moved the clients from Thursday to next week and I went to bed for six hours, (laughs) which is not, I mean, I have a Pisces moon, so that is my preferred way of de- dealing with things. Is I think I need to go to bed now. Um, but I, I did. I went to bed at, you know, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, 2.30 in the afternoon, woke up at 8 o'clock at night. And, I, you know, I just needed it. And a lot of people were reporting sleep disturbances. A lot of people were really feeling very heavy last week um, as the energies stopped and as Jupiter and Pluto, two of the big guys, right, met up. Now, Jupiter is lots of, Pluto is death, transformation. So we did see the COVID cases spike. And if you are on Facebook, there's an astrologer named Chris Brennan who posted a lovely graphic of the Jupiter-Saturn conjunctions compared to the spikes of 
the um, the COVID virus in the United States. And you you go look at that and you go, okay, so we should mail this to everybody that goes astrology doesn't work because we're seeing it. And, of course, the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction does mean, you know, we're running with this until Jupiter catches up with Saturn and maybe even until the end of January when Mars finishes his square to these Jupiter-Pluto planets because at that point we get a new breath of energy. So um, I'm a little concerned because in New York we're basically pretty safe, and of course I already had it, even though I don't believe Rand Paul's advice about going out and take your mask off and run free because you've been infected, because there's more than one of these viruses roaming around. There's the European one which is what the East Coast caught, and then there's the, Calif- the Chinese one, which is what the West Coast caught, because it had mutated by the time it got to Europe. So at any rate, uh, forward. And we do have you know, announcements of vaccines, which is great. We also, in our own personal lives, it is time to go forward. And I know it, it's, it's just been a very long year on many, many levels, and the Jupiter-Pluto met up on the same degree as the Saturn-Pluto, uh, from January, so there's like a little kick in the kick in the <laughs> kick in the knee, kick in the groin, kick in the whatever. We just got kicked again last week, but that's the last kick. So that's good. That's good news, right? We know we're through the worst, um, and now it's about what do we? What's I mean? We're not through the worst in terms of the COVID clump, but those people were infected before now, right? Because now it's blooming, um, and now we have forward motion. And we get to figure out what's next. So stay safe, wear your mask, figure out what you're doing for Thanksgiving, um, and just really, really be conscious that the virus is out roaming around and um, it's contagious, you know, and for some people it's deadly. Um, But the point is we are now moving forward, and that is good news on many, many levels. Um, But Jupiter is still in Capricorn, which is a sign he does not like. And he makes, you know, it's the year of the rat, Rats, rat years often brought plagues in the Chinese system. And if you think about it, rats carried the bubonic plague. Yeah, but this one came from a bat, which is a flying rat. <laughs> no, not really. But pigeons are flying rats, But <laughs> at least in New York. Um, but, yeah, so it's forward motion. And, and you should start to feel, you know, as the planets separate and they go, you know, like when you're really, you've been sitting for a long time and you go to stand up and your knees are just a little bit, uh, and then you get up, and then they feel better, and then you're moving forward, you know, slowly but surely. We don't have to go with any great speed. But as Mars now takes off and starts to inch his way forward, remember, he's, in, he's at the same degree that he was on on June, November 1st until November 24th. So this is not, he's not moving off this degree. He's kind of grinding in at 15, but he is moving in a new direction. And then he's also back at where he was July 25th, and he's saying, remember that story? And we all go, yeah, I do remember that story. Okay, now we're going to go back through that again through September 9th, and, you know, what's the vision for the next direction? And we all go, got it. So uh, hard, but not horrible, you know. And, and again, the the worst part, I think, you know, in terms of the different friends' pools and clients, this has just been, it just felt really heavy and it felt really, you know, kind of overwhelming. And um, and now we go, okay, we're ready. Now I am pleased to announce, as of the new moon, uh, I have not eaten pasta. Well, I had it twice when I was out, but I didn't cook it. 
<laughs> and Karen said to me, that's how she does it. She doesn't cook it for herself. She orders it when she, you know, she doesn't order it when she's out. When when Tom brings home, says, I invited people over for dinner, she, he'll go, and we're going to have shrimp and linguine, and she'll cook it for him, you know. But um, they were both times times when I was out, and it was part of the, admittedly, I ordered it because it was part of the meal, and I ate it because it was a little, you know, it was a little side. It wasn't like a lot of pasta. But really almost a whole month with no pasta, so I'm very proud of myself. Um, and I haven't, the key is I haven't cooked it, right? And, uh, yeah, so that's the, that's a forward for me. Good news. Yay, Ra. And um, for all of us, we're going forward. And so this week has a lot of forward motion energy in it, which is good. We have that lovely new moon, um, and it is at 23 Scorpio. And, again, as I mentioned before, we're going to have a new moon webinar tonight. Um, at 7.30 on my, you know, my little go-to-meeting thing. Um, but also, if you don't do that, do a ritual, because this is a new moon of beginnings, and it is sextile those Capricorn planets, and it is encouraging us to go forward. You can do it today, tomorrow, moon in Sag days. Just don't do it once it gets into Capricorn later in the week. Um, but it's a good time to do a ritual around renewal after the losses, and think about the losses you've had, and then this is a renewal time for them where we're going, okay, we're ready to renew. We're ready for this new beginning to happen. What, is, what does that look like, right? So um, forward. That's the best way we go, forward. Um, so if we look at the aspects this week, um, the sun is in Scorpio, and then he leaves Scorpio and he enters Sagittarius on November 21st. Now, I happen to love Sagittarius. I have a nice Jupiter um, I love Sagittarius energy. I have wonderful Sagittarian friends. And as the sun leaves uh, Scorpio, he does have a nice sextile to Saturn. Um, so he's going from 23 Scorpio to 3 Sag. And then he enters Sagittarius on November 21st. And then he is, um, he's got a little aspect to what he wants to create on November 23rd. And, of course, that's leading us into Thanksgiving week, right, and, you know, people making plans and ideas around it. And today and tomorrow, um, today on the 19th, a son is sextiling Athena, and he's sextiling Saturn, and he's saying, okay, this is the path and the procedure that we're going to follow and where we're going to go. So that's helpful for the sun. Uh, Mercury this week, of course, is still in his shadow, which he clears. And the ghosts stop talking to you. But if you get calls from the ghosts the first part of the week, make sure to talk to them. He does have his third opposition to Uranus on November 17th. Now, the first one was my toilet exploding. Uh, you know, and I'm watching this puppy because it's right on my stuff. So that's going to be on November 17th. And um, you want to kind of go, okay, what's that going to be? The second one, my closet door got stuck. And the guy had to come take my closet door off. So I know this is going to be something in the house. So we'll see what that is, November 17th. And then uh, Mercury is running from 5 Scorpio to 18 Scorpio. So he's going pretty fast. He's going about 2 degrees a day. He's got a renovation of the home and hearth on the 18th when he um, sextiles Vesta. And then he is in a quintile aspect. Mercury's in quintile to the COVID clump starting on the 19th through the 23rd. So quintiles are harmonics of helpfulness. They're a very helpful harmonic. He's in Scorpio. He's cooperating with the Earth planets, the COVID clump in Capricorn. So Mercury is also really good ideas or really good approaches to things. It also is often shown when you sign a contract or you work on something where you go, oh, man, this is a great idea. 
So watch for really great ideas from Mercury as he makes aspects with the Coven clump, and he invites you to understand. I was talking to someone a little earlier today, and um, she was saying, you know, that the uh, – that she had observed that all the instability, you know, all the instability that we've had in the world and how it's really shaken up people. And it has. You know, people have gotten, you know, anxious and a little afraid and a lot of old stuff's come up and we're looking at the structures in our life and we're realizing that uh, we have to take care of ourselves. The structure, I mean, the, the society is there, but our own personal primary obligation is how we take care of ourselves and we're the ones we have to depend upon. So now as Mercury's coming into sextile the COVID clump, it's going gonna, it's gonna to say to you, but do you see what you went through? Do you see what you've learned? Do you see what you figured out this year? And so expect a lot of aha moments this week as Mercury is in this positive, uh, inspirational really, or emotional clarity. Because sometimes when Mercury's in Scorpio, he doesn't have words. He just goes, mm-mm, I don't want to do that. Or he has a feeling like, mm, no. And that's okay. That's the Mercury. You know, he is in, he's in water, so he's not talking a lot, but he's feeling big feelings. So, But it's quintiles, which are productive, helpful, and they get things moving, energies. So that's great. Um, and he does have a little bit of an argument on the 22nd uh, with Mars around how to proceed. And they're on a world point then, right? So... Whatever that happens, November. Whatever happens on November twenty second, you know, you just kind of want to go. You know what? I don't really think so. And it is maybe somehow addressing your own authority or taking your own authority. Like I know we've been doing that, but I don't. I don't really want to do that now. And then Mercury closes the week on November twenty third with a trine to Neptune, which is a lot about what's the new dream I'm working on. You know, now that I've gone through all this transformation, Venus this week runs from twenty two um, Libra to, hang on, page turn, um, 22 Libra to uh, 4 Scorpio. Now, Venus is in another matter entirely. <laughs> Mercury's happy. You know, he's happy guy, right? He's, he's in Scorpio. He's kind of like, I got the plan, I got a plan. I have a friend who dates a guy, um, which she's married to him now, and, you know, when they were dating, I'd go, he has, he's a man with a plan. He's a man with a plan. So Mercury has a plan, right? So that's the part, pay attention to what the plan is. Venus, on the other hand, is mad, irritated, crabby, crabby, crabby. And we normally think of Venus as being nice, you know. But you remember, she is a morning star these days. So as a morning star, she's a little more... Uh, direct, she rises before the sun, right? And um, and she this week has square to Pluto, uh, health aspect to Uranus, a square to Jupiter, an opposition to Eris, the goddess of discord, a square to Athena, a semi-square to uh, Vesta, a square to Saturn, a contraparallel to Sedna. Um, she is just in a mood, <laughs> and with all that arguing. Um, she is just like in the mood. She is not in a mood to be nice right now. Now, one of the things that happens with Venus and Libra is sometimes she gets accused of being passive-aggressive. I'm going to say there's nothing passive-aggressive about her this week. She is mad and unhappy and doesn't want to do it. But the good news is she also is making decisions, right? So whereas she normally is like, yeah, okay, you know, figures out a way to partner with things and make it work, she's not in the mood to do that this week. She's like, 
no, not in the mood to do that, not in the mood, not in the mood, not in the mood. And so there can be a little bit of contention around, okay, I'm going to make you do this, and Venus go, mm-mm, can't do it. Now, uh, there, was, there was a point in time I had a wonderful assistant named Melissa, and Melissa never said no. But what she would do is she would smile. And that was no, right? And uh, it took me a while to work that out because <laughs> I'd say something and she'd smile at me. And, um, and I, you know, we think of smiles as yes, right? And it was, you know, she would smile, but she didn't say yes. She just smiled. And, and it often was no. It just didn't happen, didn't, you know, wasn't going to, not going to take place. But she smiled and was pleasant about it. So Venus this week isn't even going to be smiling, right? But she, I mean, she might smile and go, oh, okay. And then she's like, no. <laughs> so just know with Venus in hard aspect psychological integration to these Capricorn planets. She's in Libra, so she's in a closing square. She is looking at things, and she is smiling, and she is going no. She is saying no, and, you know, she's just smiling at you, and, uh, yeah, okay, and then no. So just, it's a, it was an interesting learning experience for me because, you know, I'm like, well, you smile. That's a yes, isn't it? <laughs> And the answer is no, that wasn't a yes. That was that was a smile. <laughs> so when someone asks you to do something this week, you can just smile at them. They'll think you said yes, but then you can leave and go, nah, no way I'm doing that, right? And, and, of course, Mercury is in a quintile to the planets. So, you know, pick your battles. Mercury smiles. Venus smiles. She's very pleasant, but she's just not going to do it. I had a boss one time who said to me, you know, just do it and then beg forgiveness. Right? I'm like, really? You want me to just do it and beg forgiveness? He said, yeah, just do it and beg forgiveness. I'm like, all right. Those are the rules we work with? So then I did something he got really mad at, and I said, okay, I'm begging forgiveness. He goes, I didn't want you doing it with me. I said, I know, but you told me that's what I'm supposed to do. Venus and Libra squaring the Capricorn planets. Trust me, lots of no's this week. And that's okay, because no's are clarifying and uh, I have trouble with nose myself. I have Saturn in a water sign in a water house. So before I learned how to say no, that no is a complete sentence, no, period, no, um, I you know, would get very anxious. And I had a therapist at the time who would go, did anybody die when you said no? I'm like, no, but I thought I was going to die when I said no. So this is, this is really important, you know, with the moon, with Venus squaring these planets to say, okay, smile, and that means no, or just no. But, you know, you may not be in the mood to argue with them. So that's where Mercury's in Scorpio. He's a little slippery. He goes, oh, okay, so you want me to uh, go to your wedding in Florida that is going to be very unsafe for me and my family, and you're not going to have anything, you know, we're going to all catch COVID. No, I... I'm not going to say no to you right now, but I'm thinking it's a no, right? So, again, you don't always have to give the no at this moment because Mercury still is in Scorpio. You're not going to be required to give a direct answer. So, you know, it might make sense to smile and go, yeah, okay, I heard you. And then, you know, take action as you choose. Remember, Mars is moving direct now. Everybody knows what they want to do, and everybody knows what they don't want to do, right? So Venus this week, with all of her squares, and then, of course, on November 21st, she goes into Scorpio, where she's very intense. And she does have a health aspect on November 21st um, to Mars, right? So Mars, of course, is in fire. Venus is in Scorpio, the sign of death. So we can anticipate that will be like a peak, 
for the current COVID thing. And then, of course, we go into Thanksgiving and who knows what we do, how we infect ourselves over Thanksgiving. Um, and then Venus is um, in a sesquiquadrate to Neptune. Uh, so there's a lot of energy there with her about what is the dream and, and maybe, you know, adjusting the dream a little bit. It doesn't mean she has to throw it out, but she does have to adjust it to meet the needs of her now. And part of the COVID clump for all of us has been having us look at the structures of our lives and deciding if they serve us or not. And when they don't, that it's okay to change them. Mars this week is kind of quiet. He's in a quintile, biquintile to Vesta, offering a good opportunity to revise your home and your health and your heart because uh, he is moving forward. And he also is in a biquintile to Juno saying, you know, I'd like to proceed with our partnership here if, if that works for you. And he's also in a contraparallel to Neptune on the 21st where he actually sees things very clearly. And um, part of the difficulty with Mars retrograde and the frustration, it was kind of like, you know, you were driving. I grew up upstate, and sometimes you'd get in a parking lot, you know, in the winter. They didn't always plow them back then. And you'd get kind of stuck in the ice and the snow. So Mars has kind of been in that mode a little bit, so he's just starting to get some traction. So be patient with him and recognize that he's like, well, I can't necessarily go do that, but I can modify my home, my hearth this way, and I also can't do that, but I can modify how I nurture myself, how I partner with myself, how I take care of myself. So I'm making a commitment here to continue to not cook pasta for another month. And if I go out, I might order it just because it's really good. But I'm going to try and even not order it out. That's my next level of commitment. We're, we know we're working on this. This is Mars, how we make our commitments. Jupiter this week has a square to Eris on the 17th. Boy, is she mad. But that also is the legal, legal matters. And she's on the world point. Uh, Jupiter's he's on the world point. He also has a health aspect on the 15th, um, which is a lot about, okay, which is today, which is a lot about how we move forward. And then Chiron is um, sesquiquadrate to uh, Juno. So that's a lot of wounding around partners. And obviously, you know, this can be, a, you know, with the, with the COVID virus up, this can be uh, Jupiter-Pluto is lots of death, lots of transformation. This can also wreak some havoc on partners. Um, and uh, Athena is also square heiress on the 15th today. And so we're going to get some legal decisions that help us figure out what we're doing or strategic decisions that we're going to go, you know, I'm not in the mood to do that strategy, but I am in the mood to do this strategy. Okay, then that's what I'm going to do. So that's the energy of the planets this week. Um, they're not moving that fast, obviously, because they're, you know, they're all starting to separate. Um, so today we have the new moon at 12.07 a.m., and this is a new moon in Scorpio energy. And right now the moon has gone into Sagittarius, where it's going to be today, tomorrow, Monday, and it goes void at 2.55 a.m. on the 17th with a sextile to Venus. So moon in, moon in Sag, sextile Venus in um, uh, such how Venus in air is really good ideas about what it is you want to nurture and create. So that's a helpful new moon ritual to do. Try and do your new moon ritual today or tomorrow uh, because when the moon goes into Capricorn on the 17th in the morning at 11.35 a.m., 17th, 18th, 19th, <laughs> moon's in Capricorn and not happy. Um, the closing aspect, of course, is a... Uh, um, actually, I qualify that. Moon is actually in a closing aspect to the sun, 
as it leaves Capricorn. So actually you can do the ritual on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but it is also the moon is meeting up with Pluto, meeting up with Jupiter, meeting up with Saturn uh, during the day on the 19th. So that does have a little bit of structuring, restructuring. So I take it back about not doing it in Capricorn. You can do it in Capricorn because the closing aspect is moon in Capricorn, sextile, sun in Scorpio. I was thinking it was going to be the conjunction to Saturn. So it's good energy for restructuring. Then on the 19th, Thursday, the moon leaves uh, Capricorn at 1130 in the morning, goes into Aquarius at 325 p.m., and it's in Aquarius on the 19th, Thursday afternoon, evening, all day Friday, going void at 7.49 p.m. with a sextile to Mars. Again, a nice closing aspect. So closing aspects this week are all excellent. A sextile to Venus, a sextile to the Sun, a sextile to Mars. That's great. Moon is void Friday night, the 20th, and it goes into um, Pisces. It's void all day Friday. It goes into Pisces at 11.06 p.m. on the 21st. It's also void all day on the 21st. Right, uh, and then it's in Pisces the evening of Saturday night, 11:06 p.m. In Pisces on the 22nd, in Pisces on the 23rd, in Pisces on the 24th, long time in Pisces, going void at 5:5:44 a.m. on the morning of the 23rd with a sextile to Saturn. So very nice, the big void moon Friday night all day Saturday till 11 o'clock Saturday night. So that's kind of a uh, you know kickback, throwback. Think about all the stuff that's changed and shift did, and that's also when the sun goes into Scorpio on Saturday. Uh, I mean, sun goes into Sag on Saturday, and Venus goes into Scorpio on Saturday. So the intense day next week is Thursday, uh, and it might be a restless night Wednesday night into Thursday morning because lots of dreams in the middle of the night. And then also pretty restless on the 20th, too. So those are the tough days in terms of processing. Um, and then the rest of the week is reasonably comfortable. There is some kind of health stuff on the 22nd that you have to adjust for next Sunday, um, you know, emotionally adjusting. But basically the week is pretty straightforward. The planets are moving. They're shifting signs. Sun gets out of Scorpio into Sag. is a little more optimistic. Um, the uh, Venus going into Scorpio after her fight all week with all the COVID planets. I mean, she's just stomping and yelling. And, you know, you just kind of want to go, okay, Venus, I know you're mad. Um, when, I was, when we were kids, my, when my mother got really mad. You know, she'd yell at us, and then she'd answer the phone, hello. And we were all like, wow, man, she just, she just shifted. Um, and, you know, we were all kind of look at each other with these wide eyes because she had this – I wouldn't call it a personality change, but she wasn't mad at whoever the caller was. You know, she was mad at us as kids. So just know that the feminine's a little irritated this week. And your job, you know, should you decide to accept it, and of course, you know, you don't have to, but it's always good to know what the energy is, is to just recognize women are a little more cantankerous than normal. And that's okay. That is that, you know, and it's also Libra, how we partner with things squaring Saturn like we're supposed to partner well, I don't want to partner really you don't want to partner no not partnering and again you know we're uh you know the idea is when we, we, we could collaborate I mean I used to took a class at one point uh and we were we went up to <laughs> we went up to the Terrytown conference center it was young young coder young programmer and they took us through sales school and through product school and uh, 
the whole idea was working as a team, you had better ideas than you did individually. And, of course, there's no I in team, right? But, you know, about two-thirds of the way through the week, we were just exhausted. And Sandy and Connie, who led the thing, Sandy Sproul uh, and Connie, uh, they, they got up and they said, actually it was, she was Constance at that point, um, they got up and they said, Sandy did this great thing. She said, okay, you're skiing down a hill. And you're really, you know, you're working down the hill, you're working down the hill, and you're just looking at this huge mogul field ahead of you. She said, now I want you to look mogul fields are those big bumps, you know, when you watch people jump off of them, if you're not a skier. And she said, now I want you to turn around and look up the back of the mountain. See how far you've come. See how far you've come. And, of course, you know, when you do it that way, it helps. <laughs> like, think of how far you've come this year, Right. And as Constance and Sandy said, you know, it's it's about working as a team. It's about working together. It's like, what do you accomplish? Uh, and how? How do you accomplish it? What's that vision look like? So back to my control data sales school days, the, the Bidwell Mansion in Terrytown, New York, locked up in a room with people that you wanted to kill, but you couldn't kill them because you were in school and you had to work with them. You know, and you had to program, a, you know, you'd sold something and you had to program it and deliver it by the end of the week. And so, you know, little pressure cooker, big emotions, drama, drama, throw around. I wish I knew when it was. I'd go back and look at it astrologically. But I remember it was a really profound experience about how hard it is to work together, but also like working together actually gets stuff done. So this week when Venus is in a little bit of a huff and a little bit of a snit and a little bit of a pop, 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 you want to just kind of go, okay, let's look back at all far we've come. <laughs> or, you know, hope she goes and answers the phone and goes, hello, <laughs> and leaves you alone. And, you know, and that's the week ahead. Uh, what can I say? So uh, memories from my childhood. <laughs> Wishing you all a great week and um, a great deal of fun out there because it's going to get easier. It's getting better. It gets better. Take care. Ann Ortley signing off from the bright red desk. Bye.